Yeah, see, this is why no one listens this far into the podcast. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Opus Podcast. I didn't realize the recording was off. <laughs> this is our podcast, Unraveling Songs. My name is Lana Hogar. Four. Nah, nah, don't you don't lie, don't lie. Okay, I was thinking like just in general, but because it's our podcast yeah, and this is the nah, Opus Podcast, nah, nah. it's a good podcast. Listen, it's a ten. That brings you up to a ten. This is a good podcast, but it's still a podcast. I, I own my, I own my shame. Hey, hey, I'm also a host on this podcast, Josh. That's true, but you're, you're not, not a man you're not about podcast. to bring me down with you. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. 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 You you are a, a silenced voice uh, reclaiming your value here. Mm. I am most I don't know, I'm Indian, maybe that counts. Yeah. But Okay. Yeah, we'll All see. All right. I don't know. Let us know in the comments, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Where do people comment? In the Instagram comments, I guess. Okay, yeah. 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 Comment on our Instagram if we're uh, we're contributing anything of value here. I think so. I do. I really do. I really do think so. I think so. Too. You know what? One of my friends is complaining that he was just like, I need new music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, well, you know, we can get new music from our song swap segments. Exactly. Which brings us to our next segment. <laughs> song swap. Song swap. This right. week, Josh gave me Gone by Kanye West, Cam- Cameron. Cameron. And Consequence. Uh oh. But it's too late. It's too late. You sweater, and I ain't talking about a cool J. You a big L, and I ain't talking about cool J. See me at the airport, at least 20 Louis. Treat me like the prince, and it's my sweet brother, Noomse. Group is Sam to choose it. Take him to the show and talk all through the movies. Says she want diamonds. I took her to Ruby Tuesdays. If we up in Fridays, I still have it my way. Kanye West is one of the, if not the, most influential artists of the 21st century. The son of English professor Donda West, Kanye demonstrated an affinity for the arts from a young age, writing poetry, raps, and music while still in grade school. While in high school, Kanye would cross paths with legendary producer No ID, who would become a mentor to Kanye as he taught him how to sample and program beats. As a producer, he developed a characteristic sound dubbed Chipmunk Soul that came from pitching and speeding up vocal samples from classic records. His burgeoning music career eventually took up more and more of his time that he dropped out of college to fully pursue music at the age of 20. His skill as a producer eventually landed him at Jay-Z's label, Rockefeller Records, where he would produce one of Jay-Z's greatest albums, The Blueprint. All the while, he was honing his skills as a rapper and MC, and would eventually release his own solo album, The College Dropout, to critical and commercial acclaim. His sophomore album, Late Registration, departed from the traditional chipmunk soul sound he had honed over the years, instead employing a full 20-piece orchestral ensemble, and writing some of the most conscious heavy lyrics of his entire career. The song Gone, featuring Cameron and Consequence, closes out the album and features some of the greatest writing, composing, and producing from all the artists involved. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. I mean, I didn't listen to the rest of the album, <laughs> but, you know, it's a pretty good song. It is a pretty good I, song. Yeah, I really did like the instrumental of it. And, like, just as a person living in the year of our Lord, 2022, 
you forget that Kanye is actually a musician. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, he's like, it's Kanye. No, it's it's like, like he, it's it's like he's a guy. But you forget that he's like actually like a very talented producer. Y'all want no pride from me. What you rappers could get is a job for me. Maybe you could be my intern. An intern, I'll show you how I cook up summer in the winter. Aaron love the raw dog. When will he learn? Normally on this podcast, I have to think about how to say things very nicely, but I'm not going to hurt Kanye's feelings. He'll be fine. Yeah, he, he's not going to listen to this anyway. No. But, uh, and even if he did, I'm sure he'd just appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kanye. Yeah. Please please promote us on your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway we um, need now we need to we need to start beef with kanye <laughs> is he petty enough that he would pick it up i don't know i need to <laughs> no one of us needs to date kim kardashian that's what i was gonna say i'd be like i need to sleep with kim kardashian <laughs> all right that's that's our new summer project yeah i i'm sure i'm sure uh jamie can give me an in yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. No, she'll she'll bring mm-hmm. you to Pete. You become buds with Pete. Yeah. You betray Pete. Uh huh. And then, sorry, Pete, you're collateral on our. Uh, I'm sorry, Pete. No, it, yeah. it has to be done. One time, Jamie was like, "Yeah, Ariana Grande asked. Like, Ariana Grande came up to me and he's like, "Yo, you want to smoke weed with me and Pete Davidson?" I was like, "What? What? Wait, did this, she? Yeah, and this was like before they were like actually like dating. Yeah, but like, and, but she yeah, and she said no because Jamie. Doesn't do drugs. Da- Jamie, <laughs> you could have just hung out. You could have just gone. You could have just oh, no. gone. Yeah. Oh man, why was Ariana? Did Ariana know Jamie though? Like, well, she was on the show. Yeah, no, but like, I actually no, I don't think she was on. I think she was just like there. Okay, so she So she was just finding like people to smoke weed. I guess. With? Yeah, she was just around. Is that how they recruit people? They don't just have friends to like smoke weed with. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, she was just like around. You know. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm just wondering like is that like as a famous person yeah like would you just do you just go up to random people and it's like a, a chill time or is it just like you don't have it, real honestly friends? it was probably at the cast it was probably at the cast party that's what it was it probably oh, wasn't okay. at like like during work hours well no I I'm assuming that but I'm saying like you know you're just going up to random employees yeah, right yeah but like you know everybody everybody's at the party everyone's you know that's okay. why in all right. Yeah. I guess it's like a yeah, it's a nice thing to do. Man, mm-hmm. she should have just went and just hung out. Like, right. you don't need to smoke. I wouldn't. I would have just like. I wouldn't have smoked because I would want to remember what was happening. Mm-hmm. You just like, just like, like pretending to smoke. Yeah. Just like hold it in your mouth and go like. like. Mm, exactly. I'll just like and, and immediately exhale. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not cool enough to do drugs, guys. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We don't condone drugs on yeah, this podcast. This is a Christian podcast. Anyway. And so we applaud Jamie for her moral standing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, we we have... So rock, we- paper, scissors. Who's going to sleep with Kim Kardashian? Does the winner or loser do it? I don't it? know. I guess the winner gets to choose. Okay. All right. I'll take one for the team. All right. This I was is, gonna- <laughs> every day this becomes more and more of a guy with a podcast show. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh man, yeah. Anyway, um. early Kanye, especially uh, where he still had that like hunger and that drive to sort of prove himself, mm-hmm. he was really dedicated to making sure like you know every product came out in a very perfectionist way uh, and like held really like tight control over like the musical stuff here. 
I think late registration is probably his most like uh, jazz influenced like you know instrumental orchestra orchestral combined album, uh, and he sort of like migrated away from that sound because he fell more in love with like electronic, a little bit more harsh and like experimental avant garde type music, to the extent that anything Kanye can do can be avant garde. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like he only the closest thing that he's ever come back to this was uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Uh, and that's when he was trying to make the world love him again after everybody hated him. Um, and now he's just sort of at a point, I think, with his career where he can't lose. Like, so he just isn't putting in the same effort that he was before. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I really think like that effort does uh, get reflected in this song here. sample for it so the song samples otis redding's it's too late wish i had told her who she was my only one but it's too late it's too late she's gone it's too late And that song was actually uh, not Otis Redding's original song. It was a song by Chuck Willis, also called It's Too Late. It's too late, she's gone. Too late, too late. It's too late, my baby's gone. And what's really striking between all three of these is how the song transforms and evolves. Uh, even like um, Kanye uh, taking Otis Redding's sample and like chopping it up. He changes it from uh, sh- the word she's gone to he's gone. Wish I had told who was the only one. Uh-oh. But it's too late. It's too late. She's gone. And instead about like some quarrel where like, a lover, it sort of becomes like an announcement that he's going to be sort of like leaving and that this is his way of like closing out, um, you know, his uh, album. And even later on in his verse, he sort of like meditates on maybe I can just give up all this fame and just, you know, sort of like move to Oklahoma, which is kind of interesting reading in the light that like he now owns like a giant ranch in Wyoming mm. and he just kind of hangs out there sometimes yeah. you know, for solitude. Yeah, he was actually just able to achieve everything he sort of talks about here. Not just the way he chops up the samples, though, but the way that he's actually able to add the orchestral composition. Uh, John Bryan, who's um, pretty notable or notable as like a film and a uh, like theater score for uh, music, was also like a co-producer on this album and uh, collaborated here. And I think especially with that uh, one instrumental that leads right into Kanye's last verse, you can really hear his influence there. Cameron's uh, verse is 
just really solid uh, in how he just, you know, executes and just stays on tone throughout the entire time. But yeah, he just like murders out and puts out like a, one of the best verses on the uh, album here. No concealing, no ceiling, I don't need a roof. roof. Act up, get out, I don't need you. Poof, poof, be going damn tough luck, dag, but dag. Niggas still doing puff, puff, pass. Pull the truck up fast and I tell him, hey, back in the touched up jack shit. Your niggas won't get in camp, cerebellum. An old man just going to tell him. Consequence, though, is uh, my favorite verse here. He completely murders the use of the word gone. So almost every single line that he has in his verse includes the word gone. And he's able to weave it into this intricate story about how, um, you know, he was trying to help out his uh, friend's mom because his uh, friend died. And so he was thinking that I got to, like, you know, try to help her out and stuff like that. And then uh in doing that like giving her money and stuff like that that his own like paranoia sort of uh to lead to like a betrayal where somebody robs him and like takes all his money and so he gets like really mad he ends up going to a bar and then uh getting into a fight with uh some dude there and then ends up like arrested and like going in jail and he's just kind of thinking about like how you know the cycle of success leading into like the pride and the arrogance and the anger leading to him being like worse off than he was uh in the beginning it's just like such a really intricate story and all of that just like really the way he's able to weave that together keeping that sort of like uh challenge of like keeping the word gone in like most if not all of the lines there i thought that was really cool yeah very cool it's gone on and maybe all this money might have gone to my head because it got me thinking money might have gone to the bed so i ain't going to the dread but he ain't going up the bed and when i came the next morning he was gone my bread and with that being said i had gone my instincts and gone to the spots where they go to get mixed drinks but looking back now i should have gone to the crib and really going with the wind because i'd have gone to my tent but i had gone my friend and we had gone to the bar and heard a nigga talking shit so i ain't gone to the car and now the judge is telling me that i had gone too far and i'll be gone for 20 years doing time behind bars and since i've gone to a cell for some petty crimes i guess i've gone to the well one too many times because i'm gone he talked about it. he was like i was just like trying to think and nothing was coming like to mind and then i went to bed and then i woke up and i just had that you like, never dream about bars i did once actually yeah sometimes i sometimes i would dream one time i dreamt no this happened a couple of times i dreamt a song mm -hmm. and then i woke up and i was like i gotta write that down but then i forgot it was like a whole and there there was one that was like just like guitar and singing and mm -hmm. there was one that was like a whole musical number oh yeah and i was like i gotta write that down that's that was really good and then i just forgot mm. so i got you yeah, yeah I, my favorite one was the gone with the wind line yeah i like that <laughs> that was yeah and kanye closes out uh the song with his uh final verse which features i think like uh one of his strongest on the album uh potentially one of the best that he has here I'm ahead of my time, sometimes years out So the powers that be won't let me get my ideas out And that make me want to get my advance out And move to Oklahoma and just live in my aunt's house Yeah, I romance the thought of leaving it all behind Kanye, step away from the lime Light, like when I was on the grind in the one Nah, 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 before model chicks was bending old he like hits the braggadocio element on this really well where he's like i'm ahead of my time sometimes years out so the powers that be won't let me get my ideas out and then he goes and starts meditating on and that make me want to get my advances and move to oklahoma and just chill at my aunt's house 
I really like the beat under that last verse. Yeah, because it really just cool. like kicks in underneath, and that's he's like fighting against the orchestra almost because mm-hmm. it, uh, they have that like and yeah. then like that sort of cues him in to go. Um, he has a additional album called Late Orchestration, which is basically him performing all like a lot of the songs from this album in front of a live orchestra at Abbey Road. Mm. Um, and this song when he does it, it's just like really, it's really cool to just to see the care that it's all taking. And like his voice is essentially another instrument that's like soloing down here. Mm-hmm. Um, so his use of that was uh, really cool. Europe, spinning euros. They claim you never know what you got till it's gone. I know I got it. I don't know what y'all own. I'ma open up a store for aspiring MCs. Won't sell them no dream, but the inspiration is free. But if they ever flip sides like Anakin, you will sell everything, including the mannequin. They got a new bitch now, you Jennifer Aniston. Hold on, I handle it. Don't start panicking, stay calm. Shorty's at the door, cause they need more inspiration for their life, they souls, and they songs. They said, sorry, Mr. West is gone. Uh, this is really indicative of uh, like peak Kanye era when he was like er- starting out. He was hungry. He had his ego, but his ego was sort of like held in check. Um, there's also the whole thing with like when his mom was still around, he was I think a completely different person mm-hmm. versus like when he she died, he sort of lost his like tether to reality almost. Uh, and you know he's a grown man. I know he, like I'm not talking much about his controversies now because I'm not gonna like. You know, I'm not going to defend that. I'm here just to talk about the music. But uh, yeah, no, I think it's um, it's just indicative of like who he uh, was as an artist and who I hope he one day might recapture. Hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, good song. You have thoughts on anything I said? Um, I thought... I called him one of the, if not the most influential artists of the 21st century. I thought that would be controversial. Uh, well... You see, I we talked about this last time, and mm. I'm like, that's your opinion. Yeah. I, but honestly, like, I don't know. Like, I kind of agree mm. for once, um, like, to make, like, such a big, like, blanket statement like that. Like, if you're going to do, if you're going to, if you're going to make such a big blanket statement about something like that, it's going to be, like, Kanye. Mm. You know? Yeah, I was, like, thinking about it. I'm trying to think who else could compete. I would say, like, Pharrell, maybe. Just because, like, if you look at what the Neptunes did, mm-hmm. they, like, ran the 2000s. Yeah. And, like, with all their production, like, literally, like, everybody was working with them. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, you know, Pharrell's still good, but, like, I think he's lost a little bit of his staying power. Kanye kind of has, too, I guess. But um, Yeah, like, he's just been... He's been so relevant for so long and Mm. you had like you gotta have the special sauce to be able to do that yeah like i heard something recently um because i I really like killing eve you Mm -hmm. know and uh sandra O is like in an interview with sandra O, she was like i want to make a distinction like i am an actor Mm -hmm. i am not a celebrity Mm -hmm. and i was like that that like blew my mind because I was like, you're allowed to like make that distinction for yourself, and you just be like, listen, I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna do my job, and then I'm gonna like have my private life and be off the grid, mm. and like, but like Kanye is just in every like in the social conscience mm-hmm. all the time, and like that there, I feel like there's that like even if you don't like really know anything about his music. Like, I really don't. You just, he's just always there. Mm. 
You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's and, just always been relevant. Yeah, he's just always been relevant. And he he knows how to play that game very well. Mm-hmm. Like he knows how to maintain controversy and like. Yeah, and so like, and yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, whenever stuff comes out about him, I'm like, I don't know how much of this is just him simply playing the character yeah. versus, like, who he actually is. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how much of this is, like, planned or how much of this is just simply, like, you know, him being kind of unhinged. Yeah. It is kind of interesting when you see, like, the long-form interviews that he does. Mm-hmm. Or, like, he did, like, a lecture at, like, Oxford and stuff. Yeah. And he's very, like, self-aware of, like... Like, he was, like, talking and he's just, like... Uh, he was making some point. He's, like, I don't want to shout out, like, a credit card company because then, like, the headlines tomorrow would be, like, Kanye West. This is, like, American Express. He's, like, I shouldn't have said American Express. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, he he's very, like... On one hand, he's aware of his influence and, like, what he's, I think, trying to do in terms of celebrity... Mm-hmm. But also, um, I don't know. I think like when you play that character for so long, I think that kind of does become you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like I was going to say, I have the same mental illness as Kanye does. Clearly not to his ex- like the extremes mm-hmm. that his is. And so like I have some empathy for him. You know, and I, like, I can kind of, like, be, like, all right, you know, when I'm, like, coming out of, like, a manic episode and, like, seeing all, like, the, I'm, like, oh, no, what have I done <laughs> behind me? And I'm, like, ah, uh, like, I, I can see how, like, you know, life can get messy sometimes when you have that condition. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's hard, it's hard for me to have empathy for somebody who, like, puts all their mess out there, like, you know like to play the game yeah you know and it's like you could like deal with this stuff yeah like he really could just like chill on his ranch Mm. he really could just be chilling on his ranch and be minding his own business Mm -hmm. but he's like like he's purposefully like keeping himself like in the public conscience and like putting all his stuff out there yeah he's chilling in the ranch now yeah he's been quiet he like uh (laughs) He showed up to do, like, a thing for, um, like, P. Diddy was getting, like, a BET award or something, like, mm-hmm. Lifetime Achievement. And he was just, like, stuck in, like, this mask, like, you know, like, a full, like, black thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just, like, and he was just kind of talking about it. I Like, he mentioned how uh, he's taking the year off and just sort of, like, not going to be doing anything. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, weird dude, I think, is the only conclusion you can come about, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Musical genius. I will grant him that. I will grant him that. I saw... And I th- I think um, he's very good about crediting everybody who works on his projects, is what I've heard. Because he knows that, like... He knows how big of a deal, like, you know, it can be for someone to do that. Because I think there was that thing where he, like, didn't get, like, credited or didn't get like stuff from like when he was like producing other people's stuff Mm -hmm. and he was like i'm like literally busting ass right now and like "Mm, like where's where's my credit like but now that he's like in the position where he's at the top he's like he wants to help like the producers on his tracks yeah so i guess that's cool of him there's this one track like called all day um where if you check the writers list for it it, there's 47 people listed Mm -hmm. for like 
writing credit and producing. And then people were saying, like, you, if you were in the room, he would just, like, hand out a writer's credit to yeah. you and stuff. That's what it's supposed to be, I think. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, that's what, that's what it's supposed to be. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I wish mm-hmm. more things would do that. I think people don't like to do that because they want to be like, oh, this is my original idea. No. And I don't want to, like, make it look like I have a team. Of, like, Freddie yeah. Mercury wrote all his stuff by himself. Yeah. But, like, you know, nah, just, just hand it out. It's cool. Yeah. Gotta... That's what the Opus podcast is all about. We're lifting everybody lifting up, up together. Yeah, everybody. Speaking mm-hmm. of artists, we want to lift up. Iniko. Yeah, so this uh, week, Lana gave me the King's Affirmation by Aniko. I will be one of the greatest. That is a vow. Yeah, that is a promise. Always wanted to be famous. Just being real. Yeah, just being honest. My haters won't always be nameless. Give them no clout. I give them no power. Creators look different than ancient. Sooner than later, I will be ours. I keep an eye out for the numbers, I stay in contact, synchronization, to infinity, even beyond it, I am a calm and no destination, a lot of things I am above, and there are a lot of things that are above me, do not couple the people I love, cause then I get scary, then I get uglier, ain't no problem, equation, I've been following Iniko since... 2020 when i found their song luna on tiktok and i was just obsessed with it with the ethereal siren vibes like this was when the wellerman was really popular on tiktok and i was just like it's like a sea shanty but like not you know and it it was just like yeah big siren vibes um and since then They've been playing around with different styles and are really finding their footing as a celestial breath of fresh air in the indie soul scene. Uh, The King's Affirmation is blowing up on TikTok as a popular sound for random transitions, like just like snapping where they snap on a beat and then they like are in a different outfit or whatever, Mm -hmm. like in a different place. But the meaning behind the lyrics goes so much deeper than that and it deserves a a little moment in the spotlight, a little credit. You should say this to yourself in the mirror when you wake up or in your backyard if you have one or wherever you can find some nature in your life. You'll feel instantly more powerful and capable for real. Amazing. Amazing indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt uh, braggadocio in like the best sense of the word. Um, I personally really find braggadocio songs to be really empowering and uh, I can definitely see how somebody who's not conforming to the gender binary could definitely don this song like it's like armor. And just sort of, you know, go about their day being like, yeah, I'm a king, you know. Also, it really made sense to me that this song was inspired by a Nicki Minaj track. Because I was like, okay, yeah, it has that type of, like, flow, uh... And that, like, aggression, I think, but, like, aggression for, like, self-positivity, which is a very nice thing for them to do. I also thought the rhyme scheme and the flow were uh, really cool. I really like that part where they go, uh, rules make me more defiant, I will never be compliant, I got it down to a science. And 
yeah, it's uh, particularly cool to hear from uh, a gender non-conforming person as their existence itself is something that breaks societal rules and expectations. So, you know, just hearing the idea that like rules make me more defiant, I will never be compliant. Like, you know, I think uh, that connects really well. I also really like the line, my haters will always be nameless. Give them no clout. I give them no power because listen, you should never let your haters silence you. Like if they're telling you your graphic design skills are subpar, <laughs> you got to be like, okay, listen, you know, I'm not even going to accept that. All right. You come at the king with that type of nonsense, whatever, you know, water off a duck's back. We just ignore it. Right. You could learn a thing or two about graphic design, Josh. <laughs> listen, my haters will be nameless. And that's all I'm going to say about that. The final thing I just really had on this was I really like the presentation of this as an affirmation for something that you say to like convince yourself of your own capability. I think indie soul is a fire genre, and I am glad I know it exists now. Also, that genres are real. Yep, genres are real. Genres are totally real, guys. Um, and, you know, I love to see uh, gender non-conforming indie artists winning. Um, similarly to Kanye, because we were talking about Kanye, why not talk about him a little bit more, drag mm. him into this? Um Iniko knows what they want out of the music industry and is working very diligently to get there. And it's like a fresh, more spiritual, non-Christian take on Kanye's like bombastic, I'm the greatest to ever do it songs, you know. Mm. And like, not that I'm that familiar with Kanye's catalog, so I don't know. Ish. It's kind of he like I anything. am a god, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got that song. He's got, yeah. Okay, yeah, he does. But this is more of just like a, you know. It's making its own, paving its own way. Yeah, it's paving its own way. Um, I just, yeah. I fuck with them so hard. And they had an open invitation party in Brooklyn on Pride when I was there. And I, you just like had to buy tickets to go. And I really wish I did. Because it would have been so cool. And also, like, I don't know, Pride was kind of mid this year <laughs> mm. or no it, it was fine but like that after like after the parade i really should have just gone home i got you you know yeah but and uh i like specifically how they call it the king's affirmation as um an afab person to assert their gender neutralness Mm-hmm. Um, like non-binary and gender non-conforming people love to use king. Mm-hmm. Randy and I call each other king all the time. Yeah. We're like, what's up, king? How you doing? Mm-hmm. Like whenever we're, yeah, when, whenever we're just like texting each other, whatever. And it makes me feel really good inside. Um, and mindfulness and spirituality also have like a hippie connotation and a certain aesthetic associated. And I, I, I like... I like having a fresh take on it. It feels like reclamation from white hippie ladies, mm. as you should, because they're always they're always taking stuff 
Yeah. You know? We don't like them taking stuff. Yeah. Stuff is for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Most stuff is for everybody. Most stuff is for everybody. Most specify. Mm-hmm. Anyway, shout out to you graphic design kings. Yeah. Your backgrounds, you know, just even if they hurt other people's eyes, just put them on. You know what else hurts people's eyes? What? Reading books that are too booky. No. <laughs> Which brings us to our next segment, Stop Reading, guys. Stop reading. Only listen to podcasts. Stop literacy. Yeah. This is, anti- this is anti-literacy. Oh, no. We can't say stuff like this. Our podcast unraveling literacy. Oh, yeah. No, but... What, what do you mean we can't say something like this? What are they going to do? Like, read about it in the paper? We're going to stop that. Mm, well... I don't know. I just feel like it's not very nice. It's not nice to oppose literacy. Yeah. I don't think that's a very nice thing to do. Seems kind of uh, oppressive of us. You know what's not oppressive? Teaching people things, which is what we'll do in this next segment. (laughs) Mama gets to use her degree. Mama gets to use her degree. Okay. Well, okay, so today Ferlana gets to use a degree. No transition. Just go right into it. We're going to talk about positionality. Um, I learned about positionality in my class, which was called Music, Education, and Social Justice, and it really helped contextualize a bunch of stuff in our analyses. Um, so positionality, formal definition, is the notion that personal values, views, and locations in time and space influence how one understands the world. In this context, gender, race, class, and other aspects of identities are indicators of social and spatial positions and are not fixed given qualities. So, say, like, there there are some things that you can't change about yourself, like your race, um... I guess that's the only one, because you can change your gender, right? You can't change your ethnicity. Yeah. Your cultural heritage, things like that. Yeah, you can, yeah. yeah. But you can change, like, your your socioeconomic status could change mm-hmm. throughout your life. Um, but, yeah, you like, you can't really change, like, how you were brought up, I yeah. guess. You can't change the past, you can change the future. And, um, yeah, basically, it's similar to intersectionality. In how multiple things kind of like make up how you are um, and it shapes basically everybody has different experiences and upbringing upbringings basically everybody has different experiences and upbringings that shape the way they experience literally everything in the world and this includes music the example I have today is the 2020 Super Bowl halftime show with Shakira and JLo 2020 Super Bowl there was a section where J-Lo sang Born in the USA with a giant Puerto Rican flag and all these like little like uh, Latina girls ran out on stage and they were like singing along and it was very much like intended to be a statement about being Latina in a time and a place where like you know people were always questioning like oh you're not really American like blah 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 and um 
it was just like very much a statement like based on her positionality of deserving to be here. I think Born in the US is, USA is actually a great song to illustrate that point because it was originally written uh, by Bruce Springsteen to be like an anti-Vietnam War anthem. And then uh, famously it was adopted by Ronald Reagan and his campaign for his uh, election for president, uh, despite, you know, being, if anything, like an anti-American screed. Um, and the thing is, though, art is only interpreted, like, art's value of interpretation is only, like, what ends up being accepted, right? So in, like, all these different contexts here, because of, like, the positionality of the people who are, like, using it, whether you're Bruce Springsteen, you're Jennifer Lopez, or you're Ronald Reagan, this is the first time that we'd ever be mentioning all three of those people in the same podcast episode. But, um, yeah, like, the uh, meaning and the context of, of the song uh, depends on who's actually the one who's, like, putting it out there. And I think it's like, kind of powerful that art can sort of evolve in that way. That, like, you know, it can be, like, a statement, um, like J-Lo was using it, to try to, like, go against, like, some of the worst, like, impulses of America and, like, anti-immigrant ideals. Yeah. Thanks, Josh, for co-starring on... I think it's the user agree. Yeah. Yeah, I feel very useless during this segment, so I'm like, hey, this time I contributed. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. Well, I don't like how you pointed to me when I said useless like that, but... <laughs> no, that was, that was, uh... You know, viewers, a lot has been mean to me these past couple of days. You know, I, I won't get into it, but she's just been sending me text messages saying your analysis is lame, you know. What? You're going, like... She's been bullying me with the Opus Instagram handle. No. <laughs> you have no proof of this. Because I was trying I was just trying to get us to promote our latest post on Reach Records or whatever it was. No. <laughs> Don't promote. Don't promote. Whenever I use hashtags, these are, they always comment. The boss on comment, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I should just not. I don't know. Anyway. I mean, it's fine. They like the post. So. Yeah. I think you can delete comments if you want. I can. Yeah. Anyway, this has been the Opus Podcast. Yeah, our theme song is Underground Stars with Locksbeats. You can follow us on our godforsaken Instagram at Opus with Dots. Mm. G uh, give us nice reviews. Yeah, rate us five stars, guys. Mm -hmm. See you next time. Take it easy. High five.